0: This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Reddit user BoardKeyStriker. The title of the story is, Starting Anew. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Sometimes I think about creative destruction and how a simple error in judgment can have dire consequences make space for new opportunities, or present a mixture of both. Destruction can come from many sources in a relationship between man and woman through benign neglect is its most usual source. In our case, the combined forces of infidelity, disinterest, and simmering distaste led to a climax that raised one life to the ground but left fertile ground for others to arise. Anne and I married shortly after college. I was an engineer working in pharmacological processing and she was a teacher, in a mistake that might have been avoided by waiting a few years. We had a brief engagement and married before really living together. That said, we really were quite in love during those early years. There were always challenges and it felt like we were really a team, conquering one challenge after another. We got good jobs and started moving up, bought cars, bought a house. The real American dream. At some point, though it all got routine, go to work, come home, make dinner, watch TV, go to sleep. We paid the bills and life got easy. We had our disagreements but I always thought they were the normal worries of marriage. I became complacent and stopped putting work into our relationship and myself. I gained weight and too easily was content to just knock out after a little TV. I fell into such a routine I figure I must have made it easy for her. Especially during the summer of our fourth year of marriage. Anne was a beautiful woman. She was tall with pale skin and light brown hair. She had green eyes that twinkle above her beautiful smile. Her slim frame supported beautiful D-cup breasts, and she had muscular legs below a firm bubbly butt. She had been a dancer and still dragged me to various social dances even with our growing distance. Though I suppose the dance scene contributed heavily to our dissolution. Her jealousy led to an equal mix of angry arguing and passionate lovemaking. After a particularly fractious argument one Wednesday night I went to work at my facility. It was a day like any other. Hot and humid. We had argued late and I was tired. I decided in a particularly unexpected departure from my normal routine to take a half day and try to make up with my wife. I even got flowers for her. Red roses as was her preference. Pulling into our neighborhood I was following a black pickup truck. The thing was that it pulled into my driveway. I circled the block once as I tried to remember if we had any repairs that needed doing and pulled to the side a bit down the street. I don't know why I was so paranoid rather than just park and get out. It could have been the fight last night or maybe I was just exhausted. Maybe it was even some subconscious awareness of what was happening. A tall attractive man who looked to be in his late thirties exited the truck and went to the front door. My heart was pounding at this point but I remember thinking that maybe he was just here to drop off a package or letter. Anne opened the door and all doubt was gone. She was wearing some dark lingerie and gave him a kiss as he entered. It was clear what was happening. My mouth was dry and my emotions were a mix of anger, sadness, and confusion. These gave way to a cold rage. I set up my phone to stream video to a cloud server where I could access the recording later and put the phone with the camera facing out into my chest pocket. I checked to make sure nothing given away it was recording when I confronted them. I slipped around the side of the house and carefully checked each time I passed a window and entered a side door. The squeak nearly gave me a heart attack and I swore to oil the hinges soon. I was able to faintly hear their conversation as I crept closer and peeked around the corner to the sitting room. Anne's ass was on clear display with a red handprint slowly fading. She had pulled down her bra, and the guy was roughly sucking her nipples as she moaned above him. He slapped her ass again and the sound reverberated through the room like a gunshot. My own breathing was accelerated and I felt anger, disgust, and sadness in equal measure. How could she toss aside our lives like this? Oh I fucking need this, I heard Anne finally say. I need your big old cock to fuck my juicy wet hole. I want you to hold me down and choke me while you use me as a little fuck doll. She had always had a dirty mouth driven by a dirty mind. I'm going to suck your big meat stick then I want you to take me upstairs and fuck me until I can't walk. Ruin my dirty hole so my husband wonders if his dick shrank when I fuck his little dick later. I slumped down and thought, I need video. They might go upstairs, maybe I can hide while they fuck. The pair were so engrossed in their dirty talk I was able to silently go up the stairs and hide in the closet. The slats were open a little and I was able to position my phone to get the whole bed. So much for my plan to confront them. After a minute or two I started to wonder if I had made a mistake and should just confront them. But soon enough I heard them come upstairs. The door flew open and the pair entered. And was wearing a dog collar and being pulled along on a chain. She was a little flushed and her makeup was a bit smeared from the spit that covered some of her faces. She sat upright against the bed with her legs spread in front of her. The guy stood in front of her and she leaned forward and nuzzled her face against his covered nutsack. Please daddy, put your big hard cock into my throat. I need it. She mewled at him. She removed his underwear and must have sucked his balls into her mouth. He was angled away from me and I couldn't accurately gauge the size of his cock but it must have been massive from the way she worshipped it. Her pale hands were splayed across his tan ass as she suckled on his heavy testicles. Eventually, He pushed her back against the bed and inserted his penis into her mouth. She slurped and sucked until he grabbed a fistful of her hair and started to fuck her mouth. Her fingers started to play with her already sopping wet pussy, digging deep into herself as she whimpered on his dick. He had started slowly but was now speeding up. Her head was pressed against the side of the bed and her chest was covered in spit that had fallen from her mouth. He was now pounding her face and her mascara was a mess for the mix of spit and tears. Nonetheless, her fingers were flying in and out of her pussy until an orgasm racked her body and he pushed her down. Thank you, daddy, she finally said. Get on your marriage bed, bitch. He snarled and she hopped up there laying on her back with her legs spread. He got on top of her and I could finally see his veiny throbbing dick. He looked a little shorter than mine but it was thick and rock hard. I was surprised she fit her mouth around it. He thrust inside of her without any fanfare, and she grunted loudly. He slammed it all the way in and I could hear a squeal of pain and pleasure at the rough entry. Once again he started pounding away, using my wife as nothing but a dirty fuck toy. His hand wrapped around her delicate neck and he pounded faster as she made incoherent noises of pleasure. My cock was rock hard as I watched him take my wife. Arousal and rage played a confusing game in my head. He flipped her over and pushed her face down into the covers. His dick penetrated her again and a deep moan left her mouth that turned to a short scream when he slapped her ass. Again he started fucking her roughly, and she tensed through another orgasm. He grabbed her hair and pulled her head back roughly, and they kissed as he pounded her. After a minute she started saying, Fuck me, fuck me, over and over again and he found another gear. Her legs straightened and started shaking in a way I knew she was about to squirt. He pulled out as she released her girl cum and pumped his penis with his hand to orgasm, coating her in a mess of cum. He then collapsed on top of her. They laid there and had pillow talk before her light snoring took over the room. He joined in concert and I finally snuck out. I walked back to my car and called a lawyer. Between catching her on video and the fact he was still there, I had a pretty ironclad case for divorce without having to pay alimony. He sent me the documents and I was able to send them to our garage printer from my phone. He also called the sheriff to accompany him when serving her, and to keep the peace. After that was done, I sat and replayed the events in my head. I was angry and aroused, and I had been horny, to begin with. Our argument had initially stemmed from me wanting to fuck her, and her being tired. After a few minutes, the deputy showed up, and I pulled in behind the black pickup. We entered the garage from the side door and gathered the papers, which I signed there with the deputy as a witness. We entered and served her with divorce papers there. The details of the fight, The screaming, the assault of a police officer are somewhat pleasing memories, but I won't revisit them here. Wisely, she didn't sign right then but she accepted the papers and read them while I gathered some things. The papers were pretty standard, but explicitly blamed her for cheating and requested no alimony. Assets were to be split according to ink and essentially it was as though everything was to be split 2575th in my favor. She started to fight it saying I couldn't prove it until I played the video, and then she sat defeated and going between silent and crying. I packed essential clothes, computers, heirlooms, and truly sentimental items. She had never really been vengeful, but I figured why to chance it. A week later our lawyers met, and a slightly more generous agreement was signed. That was the last I saw her for quite a while. We sold the house and divvied up the other possessions fairly amicably. Frankly, I didn't want much of it, she had chosen most of it anyway. After that. I accepted a job offer two states away and moved soon after. The whole thing had hurt but I think I came out better for it. It was a clean break and I had a truly fresh start. My new home was a fourth-story apartment in a modest brick building. It was cheap and small but was close to work in downtown. I figured saving money was a smart move and I didn't need a lot of space. The furniture I salvaged from the old house was nice and it matched. Also, I had a new bed delivered. The neighbors gave interested looks as my stuff was moved in and I met a few of them. The building was mixed income meaning about 30% of the units were subsidized but you couldn't tell the difference from the outside. The movers wrapped up in the afternoon and I spent the rest of it unpacking. I decided to wrap up as the sun started going down and the light was fading. It was then I discovered a rather glaring oversight on my part. There weren't any lights in my apartment and I didn't have any lamps. I sat down and started laughing at the inauspicious start. Something always goes wrong but at least this was an easy fix. A few seconds later there was a knock at the door. Throwing on a shirt I walked over and opened it. Hi. Hi. I responded. She was beautiful. Right around 58 with pale skin, green eyes, and bright red hair. I stood there stunned for a second before gathering my thoughts and continuing. How can I help you? She smiled, clearly catching me staring at her. I just wanted to welcome you to the floor. I'm your neighbor to your right. I'm Jack. Nice to meet you and thank you. She took my hand. I'm Lindsay. My friends will be so excited such a handsome fella moved in. Her smile took me in even though she was teasing me. Well, I look forward to meeting them. I'll have to entertain once I have light in here. She looked past me. Ah they forgot to tell you there are no overheads. huh? I nodded with a wry smile. It's alright. I'll just pick some up tomorrow. I need to get food and stuff anyways. Oh. Don't be ridiculous. You'll want something that matches. Let me get you a lamp to borrow and you can take your time picking a nice few out. I smiled and felt my heart beat a little faster. Thank you. That would really help right now. I looked down and was a little overcome with emotion. The last two months had been hard since I caught Anne and this was probably the first kind of thing someone had done for me. I think she saw my face but she ignored it and just said, Here, come on and beckoned me towards her place. I have lamps you can borrow but I don't run a delivery service. I followed her over and she opened the door into her place. It was something of a mess but was homey. There wasn't a bit of wall that didn't have art of some kind hanging on it. Dishes were in the sink but actively wet dishes were on the drying rack. It smelled like a mix of perfume, cooking, and marijuana. It was definitely a subsidized apartment though. The furniture was cheap and mismatched and I could tell that some of the appliances were broken. I stopped. My eye caught by one particular piece of art. It was a woman that looked remarkably like Lindsay staring into a dark forest with a golden path leading into it. Something about it just caught my attention. Lindsay left me in the entryway staring at the painting and returned carrying one of those octopus lamps. Only two of the arms had bulbs but that worked for me. How does this work for you? She asked. That's great. I answered. You're really saving me here. She smiled and nodded with a certain pride. Good. She finally noticed the painting I was looking at. What do you think? She said, gesturing at the painting. Oh, um, I guess I like it. I answered awkwardly. She laughed. No. No. What do you think about it? Not do you like it. Well, I said and looked at it a bit more closely. It's clearly well done in terms of technique. I like how the golden road leads into the dark forest. Clearly to get to the Emerald City. Signified by the greenish underlining of the clouds over where the road and forest meet. I'd say that anything worth getting to will take some trials and tribulations. I looked back to her and smiled cheekily. Also there's a beautiful woman in it. Oh oh, now you've got a bit of life in you. She teased back. I think it's one of my better works though it never sells. You painted this. I asked incredulously and suddenly nervous about critiquing it and saying she looked beautiful in it. Yep. I'm glad you like it. She smiled wide and my anxiety went away. Here, take your lamp. Just bring it back whenever. It's nice for bed reading but I have plenty of others. I gotta get to work soon so you gotta get. I took it and she walked me to the door. Oh, and one more thing. She said suddenly. She wrote something on the pad next to her door and tore it off. Here's my number. Why don't you pay me back with dinner at some point? Sure, I'd love to. I said stepping out. You better was her final response. She shut the door and I was left there a little stunned holding a lamp and piece of paper. Oddly enough I found I had a smile on my face as well. Maybe living here would be fun.